Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And so my experience has always been, how can I... How can I help people to understand other cultures and why they think the way they are and why those people are the way that they are without telling them they need to be different? Because it's, it's, that's not something that I'm looking for anyone to do. And then secondly, it's really important for me when I go into a specific place is to, some people like to, you know, you get the Americans, we get this, uh, uh, sometimes you go places and people go, oh, Americans, you're loud and, and, and they're loud and whatnot. And for me, it's important to be a chameleon. It's important for me to find out what's unique about this culture, the idiosyncrasies, and and move into the nuances and sort of blend in so that I can put myself in their shoes and understand what someone's going through, to, to, to look at the way that parents raise their children or to look at the way the political environment creates uh, a sort of a, 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 an air of whether happiness or sadness or even like look at Russia in Russian smiling people look at Russians and we say uh, not to get off topic but um, someone will say Russians they don't smile but but I've from what I, from my research people in Russia smile for specific reasons you know it's, it's, it's a different culture and so my point being is that I want to blend in I want to learn and I really would love other people to do that themselves and when you when you do that you can gain you can gain the ability to storytell better you can because you can see it from their eyes and you can tell the story from their vantage point how you did how you did you know when you meet people or a person and you just connect with that that person over a common goal that's exactly what it felt like when i met daniel and and brandon uh, a while ago i was a guest on their podcast and it was fascinating to me how we all came from different uh backgrounds different parts of the world but we connected over several several topics and i felt like you know, we were like th- three brothers in-, in that studio, and we've built a connection ever since. As you can hear from the uh, the intro there, you know, they have a passion of expanding people's mindsets and getting people to be outliers, be the people that they were meant to be. Our conversation is wide ranging. They talk about how they essentially built a podcast and went all around, you know, South America, how they came together through business, who their media influences are, how we can be better global citizens. And it's, it's one that's fascinating because I, you know, despite what's going on in the world, I'm hopeful. I'm an angry optimist but I'm an optimist with a purpose, and I believe that we are in for the next generation of great leaders. I hope you enjoy this episode because I believe that these two are definitely going to be on the forefront of whatever is going on in a positive way with media in the future. Check it out. 
Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guests are Brandon Reese and Daniel Blum. They are the co-host of On the Bus podcast. Now, what is On the Bus? On the Bus discusses a wide variety of topics, all of which have the common thread that success is achievable at any age. Now, we've often heard that successes are based on your, you know, your age, and it's it's kind of refreshing uh, to hear these two talk about how to really go after what you want in any country you want and have that entrepreneurial as well as adventurous uh, spirit. So I'm excited to have them on the show. We're going to be diving into their story as well as their mission with media and what they do to uh, actually make society a better place. Welcome to the show. Hey, Taylor. How you doing, man? Pleasure is mine. Pleasure is mine. So who's Daniel? Who's Brandon? Daniel, let's start off with you. Talk to us about how you got into um, into media and how you got into the podcast, and then we'll, we'll segue into into Brandon. Well, both of our stories are are actually pretty fascinating. Um, I grew up. I was a I was a collegiate athlete. I played football in college. I know Brandon played basketball, and that really gets deep into some of who we are. But after sports was this time period of trying to figure out who I was who I am and what my interests are and um, sort of this trial and error time period in my life where I really didn't know exactly what I wanted. I became a professional poker player. I played that for a few years and I really began working on this, this new philosophy for my life, sort of looking at what is it, you know, what's a big overarching theme to something that I want from myself. And I, I came up with this conclusion that, um, that I really wanted to be sort of in an egotistical way. I wanted to be the greatest of whatever it is I did. Mm. But I also wanted to create impact at a level that was way beyond me. And I mean, that could be something, that could be something simple, like I reached seven to 10 people, or it could be something that's global and life changing. But, um, I really wanted to do something along those lines and I always knew that and I never really knew what it was that I could do. So to bring it back to you for a second, in traveling and playing football and, and playing poker, I I ended up seeing the world in a way that I never expected. I connected with people from other cultures and I learned new languages and I, I saw through other people's eyes that I that I never really realized was out there. I mean, even, even entrepreneurship is completely different in every country and culture and how it impacts it. And so I'm going to let Brandon tell the story of, of how we met and connected with each other. But for me, once I met Brandon, he had this, this idea of let's take a bus through South America. Um, and <laughs> let's take this bus through South America and let's, let's share stories of people that we meet along the way. And I thought it was just the most incredible idea. So we started out by doing a full season of podcasts here in the US. And this podcast started out as a way for us to connect with outliers, with to, to share stories of unique people of, of any age who are outside the the means of normality. They were they were they were different than everybody else, but yet they were finding success. And me and Brandon find ourselves to be that. Like I'm an outlier. I've always felt myself be different than everybody else around me. I was always um, looking for new projects to work on or trying to find a new uh, business that no one else is that no one else is doing. And so connecting with the other people in the world was a way for me in this philosophy that I created in my own life 
for me to create impact beyond just the self and to expand that out to other people. Hmm. Impact beyond self and expand that out to other people. Sounds like uh, something you are very passionate about as well, Brandon. How, how did you get into this? So I've been playing basketball, you know. I remember just having that Fisher-Price goal in the in the living room, four or five years old, and I'm just simulating moves that John Stockton or Michael Jordan are doing on TV. <laughs> and right then and there, I mean, there was just no turning back. I played basketball all the way up into college. After college, I knew I this is all I was going to do in life. I was going to be a basketball player. I went to play professionally, and the professional basketball took me around the world. There was a famous big quote in my life, this uh, basketball coach. I don't even think he knows how important it was because you'll never know where the game of basketball will take you. And I was like six years old, and you know that still like just gives me chills and rings bells in the back of my head um, every time I hear it because you know, the game's been so good to me. It's gotten me to play basketball in Israel, Canada, Ukraine, Poland, Holland. Um, I got to coach in Kuwait, and you know, living in Kuwait and basing out of there, I got to see so much of the world and do so many things that, you know, it's not just about playing sports and it wasn't just about moving a ball through a basket, but, you know, just, you know, being an, uh, an ambassador for the rest of the world, you know, people, some people get to, this is their first American sometimes they do get to meet or the, the first take on somebody they get to experience, they get to see on the news and you really learn like vice versa when you get to have these experiences. So many people in the U.S., you know, when they get to see someone who's an immigrant or someone who, uh, you know, a different colored skin or a different culture they've never seen before, it's like, oh, I've experienced this now. You know, you get kind of get to see the the other side of the mirror that you know a lot of people you know don't understand that some people might be experiencing going through. And you, yeah. it uh, your travel really really opened opened my eyes up to this. Like, oh, there's there's so many different you know shades to the glasses. You got your rose colored shades, you got these shades, and you know after uh, coaching in Kuwait, you know, I really wanted to decide to make a move away from sports. Let's say injuries really uh, played a factor in that. And I said, you know, I've been listening to these podcasts since like 2011. And I thought, wow, you know, Joe Rogan could be a, a great uh, role model example. You know, this guy just is so fascinated and fond in learning. And I'm so fascinated and fond by learning. And he gets to talk to, you know, some of the most interesting people in the world. People that are, you know, just really, really interested in. And they want to have a three-hour conversation with him. And he can take this thing and go wherever he wants to go with. And I thought that was just the most fascinating thing. And again, I could flash back to being on a bus in Ukraine going to a game. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is, this is what I want to do right here. This guy's just doing it. Hmm. So uh, after Kuwait, I came back home. I moved back to Florida. Uh, I had linked up with Daniel before. And we're like, hey, this is this project I'm trying to do. We've got to start this show. And the show is going to segue into this journey in the South America of, you know, unconventional travel meets unconventional lifestyle like daniel said you know i don't th i think uh being a high level athlete most of your life conformity and uh complacency just does not work for me i think for both of us like at all like just any kind of sedentariness you, you just can't do it it just you don't want it and so now it's just the constant fight to not fight but you know the the, the thirst and the desire to you know, because you're an outlier, you, I want to do something completely outside the box and something completely new and something that not just no one's doing, but just the fact that everybody says it can't be done is just more drive and motivation. So we really pivoted towards, you know, creating this content and creating this avenue and platform and vehicle for, you know, others to not just work within on the, on the bus productions, but giving them the opportunity and chance and 
you know, path to say, hey, this is something you can do. No matter what it is you want to do or what you want to be, you can get it. You can get there. You can do that thing. And you know, whether it's through uh, displaying content, creating content like we do in these different long, short, and mid forms, it's possible. Wow. Wow, and then the way you two met was was how? Because um, there's a, I'm sure there's a connected thread, but I have a follow up question after you, you share that story. So Daniel and I actually had mutual friends throughout like our whole lives, mm. but we had never met. I think we had like hundreds of mutual friends. The same and... friends since we were little kids. That is insane. <laughs> what do you mean like the same year. friends as little kids? Were you in the same city? Same city. I think like our moms or families had mutual friends. Like if you go to Daniel's house, he's got a photo of him playing soccer at five. There's <laughs> other people in the photo that I was very close friends with, and he was close friends with. And then uh, a bunch of our friends were getting together to go on a trip, and we're like, hey, yeah, we're a bunch of us are going on this trip. These friends are going. These friends are going, and uh, we linked up on that trip. And like, oh, this guy's a pretty cool guy. And we stayed in contact and uh, built a friendship out of that. And decided to, uh, you know really really fed off you know each other's ideas mm -hmm. our you know our idiosyncrasies are our, our good our bads and found a way to make that into a, a business and uh you know a very 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 big life mission yeah, and uh, so daniel you're a really 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 cool guy that's that's what i'm gathering so um since daniel and brandon uh both have this passion for media i'm always fascinated by how people come together for businesses because we we've all heard horror stories of people saying, hey, we love the idea, let's go into business together. But how did you decide upon the medium, one, upon the way you would structure who's doing what in your division of labor, and upon the first destination to travel? So this, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great question because I actually had, I had, two, I had a business partner, or two business partners before this. And I was young, man. I was super naive. And I just took people at their word. And my first business partner took all the took all the money out of the account and just left one day. And so that was this like, wait, people screw you over? I didn't think that sort of could happen. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a very trusting person. And when, when I met Brandon, um, I think what draws us in together the most is more than, more than other people is, I don't know how to put this lightly. We're both sort of, um, when it comes to work ethic, we're psychopaths. And, and I say that in the sense of, we both will will make sure no matter what to get something done. If it needs to get done, it's going to get done. There's no no. We don't believe in the word no. And so when you meet someone else and in business, very often you'll find that um, that some people, they give up too easily and neither of us give up. So that's the first, for me, most important aspect of, of having someone in the business. And then the second thing is, is okay, well, you have to feed off of each other. If, if someone's strong somewhere, then the other person needs to be strong in the other place and vice versa. And we have this incredible balance where uh, Brandon is incredible, is great at sales and connecting with people. And then I'm good at marketing and, and sort of this backend stuff. And we have an unspoken ability to, okay, if something needs to get done, even though it's not something that I may be good at, I'm going to work to get it done. If, if Brandon isn't the best at something, he's going to work to get it done. And unlike most other businesses where you probably have a contract or a partnership agreement, which I've had in the past, um, we mostly work on this foundation of friendship and trust. And, and, and I mean, we do have an agreement and all those things, but we have that. And when it comes down to the trip, 
we also we've had tips before like when we went to south america brandon was the bus driver and i had this injury so i actually did almost no driving for the entire trip and brandon man up and he took all that under his belt and then you know that becomes other things that are aligned on other people and that's that's what comes from a really good bond and a really good friendship and that's why us being connected with friends from we were little also holds a lot of value because I'm sure within both of us we don't want to disappoint anybody that we're friends with as well. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Like I like how both of you have a sense of accountability. But something that you really said that just struck me, and a lot of people always um, they reach out to me and ask about this is you had skills to complement each other. You know, a lot of times business partnerships are like marriages uh, in, in the sense that you know I always believe that the right type of marriages aren't about completing each other. It's about two holes coming together um, and, and building upon that. And so, you know, something you're good at, he, he, um, he loves that as well. I mean, well, he does better at some things and that you don't necessarily do good at and then vice versa. But there's a trust. And then there also, there's also elements of communication. I think communication is key. You know, like, yeah. you know, your injury, you talked about that. And just basically having that core value of, hey, we're never going to give up. That's like your mission statement, essentially. No matter what it is we're going to do, we're going to figure it out. And um, I, I, think, I think that's a beautiful thing. We, I'm, I'm curious in both of your, uh, your answers on this, and I'll, I'll start off with you uh, this time, Brandon. As you started to travel, right, before you decided to take on your, your bus trips, um, I want you to go back into that time, before you took that, that first bus to, to South America and what you now have learned now, given the current political climate and current uh, state of the world. What have you learned about human behavior and how people interact with each other? And what do you wish you could teach people so that they could be better citizens of the world based on everything you you knew before and what you learned after you traveled? Yeah. I mean, I remember my first like solo backpack trip. Buddy of mine convinces me to go to Paris, got a $300 one-way ticket. I didn't have a job yet in the in Israel uh, playing basketball. Mom's crying as she's taking me to the airport. This is it. You're not. You're gonna lose it all. So you know, I had this crazy. This not crazy, but just really, really flashing, just very unique experience. You, know, you wake up in a hostel, and a buddy goes, "What do you want to do today? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I want to do today? Well, you choose and decide what we're all gonna do because we have no we have no saying. We don't. We want, we want you to pick to do today. And it really hit me on the idea of the concept of freedom. You know, what, what is freedom? What is value in, in what we do in everyday life? And what, we, what is our purpose? You know, there's what, what, like a brand new flashing concept that I could just wake up and do nothing today. I could wake up and run around in a brand new city or go, go and do something to help somebody or contribute to something. It, it just, it, as simple as it is, it blew my mind. And, you know, as I've gotten to connect with people, you know, 45 countries, five continents, I got to live in the Middle East, live in uh, North America and Europe, you know, I like to remind people of themselves. You know, people are people. You cannot be surprised when people do people things. You know, you, you can't overreact. There's going to be bad people. There, you know, no matter how good or bad times are, you know, that someone who has, you know, a majority in the Senate, he has his president in the White House, still thinks that Jewish people are bad and he's going to go shoot up a synagogue in Pittsburgh. It, it makes no sense whatsoever, and there's still this, this fear, this fear that there's not enough. There's this fear that there, someone's going to take away from what you have. And, you know, but we all have that fear. So. 
Um, so yeah, people, I, I don't believe on how understand the power of conversation. They don't understand the power of storytelling and they don't understand the power of, you know, connecting it, it. It's a sad thing in New York city, you know, like people look at me very oddly and funny that I walk by and say hi to somebody or we'll stop the stranger in the street to connect. But I mean, don't you want to know who the people are who live around you? And don't you want to know what they do and why they do it? Not in a, a fearful way. Because these are the people, this is your community, this is your tribe. We have a 9 million person tribe here in New York or wherever you're from, wherever you live. Go out, connect. These are people, there's so much ways to make your city, community, the world a better place just by having a conversation, letting someone know and relate to your story or your insecurities or your vulnerabilities of who you are and what it is to be human because we all can come together on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and... and what do you what are your thoughts daniel because it's it's fascinating for me because you you both met me in person i'm generally uh a loud <laughs> personality and i'm uh you know i like to make people feel comfortable but people do balk at that they're like whoa you i've never seen you before uh and and i do that across different cultures because of the way i grew up and that was what travel afforded me the the ability to uh the sorry it afforded me exposure and that let me to know that people at their core want similar things to just have different ideas about getting there. And so I'm always naturally wired to try and get people to feel better about themselves or just acknowledge their personhood. But uh, I'm curious if you had the same experience with Brandon. Um, I, I actually I actually look at culture from a anthropological or sort of a, a biological perspective in the sense that each culture is is uh, it's sort of environmental into building who you are. And each one of us grew up in a specific culture. Some of us are third culture kids, and some of us are uh, have experienced many different cultures. But then I think that culture can be, culture is its own perspective. And, and no one culture is wrong or right. So if you, whether you grew up in a, in a Muslim country or with a with di dictator, um, or whether you grew up in, um, sort of a subculture living in mines in a remote place, or whether you grew up in a democratic nation like the United States, that is reflective of what you grew up with and not necessarily reality, not necessarily better than anyone else. It's just what is. It's right. just what you grew up with. And so for me, trying to, I, I, trying to tell that to people, to tell someone that, listen, your worldview is your worldview because of what you were taught and, and the things that you grew up with, not necessarily a function of being correct, even though some things might treat people better and they might like have instill better moral values, it's still not necessarily true. And so one is, it's really hard to tell that to somebody. And then also it's really hard to do that without to, without pulling, pulling something out of them for like, because culture is something that, that like resonates with you. It's like who you are at your core, a, a lot of things that come along with it. And so my experience has always been, how can I, how can I help people to understand other cultures and why they think the way they are and why those people are the way that they are without telling them they need to be different? Because it's, it's, that's not something that I'm looking for anyone to do. And then secondly, it's really important for me when I go into a specific place is to, some people like to, you know, you get the Americans, we get this, uh, 
sometimes you go places and people go, oh, Americans, you're loud and, and, and they're loud and whatnot. And for me, it's important to be a chameleon. It's important for me to find out what's unique about this culture, the idiosyncrasies, and, and move into the nuances and sort of blend in so that I can put myself in their shoes and understand what someone's going through to, to, to look at the way that parents raise their children or to look at the way the political environment creates uh, a sort of a, 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 an air of whether happiness or sadness or even like look at Russia in Russian smiling. People look at Russians and we say, uh, not to get off topic, but um, someone will say Russians, they don't smile. But, but I've, from, what I, from my research, people in Russia smile for specific reasons. You know, it's, it's, it's a different culture. And so my point being is that I want to blend in, I want to learn, and I really would love other people to do that themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you do that, you can, gain, you can gain the ability to storytell better. You yeah. can, because you can see it from their eyes and you can tell the story from their vantage point, which is super important. And it can help me as a storyteller ask the right questions. It can help me um, empathize and, and share the right thing with people back home, the thing that people back home might be more interested in. And all of that's so important when, when I'm traveling and, and seeing culture. I love that. You're, you're basically calling for people to go back to, to critical thinking. I think a lot of times we have a lot of our thoughts, you know, from other people, whether we realize it or not, and they inform our biases, but sometimes doing the extra work to understand, hey, what makes that person feel seen, heard, and understood? Even your Russia example, why in those instances do people smile there? Maybe I should uh, be more mindful of those type of things. I think people paying attention to that actually breeds empathy um, and, uh, you know, it allows you to understand things from another perspective. So And, and, and also... Storytelling has become such an important part of entrepreneurship. How many businesses are using video on Instagram or YouTube or Twitter to brand themselves? You have mm-hmm. to be able to tell a cohesive story and by being able to connect with people the right way and understand the psychological aspects of themselves and their culture and who they are, um, you're going to do better as a brand and as a business. And we're recognizing that and we want to help businesses in that aspect as well. Well, it's almost like you do this for a living because my next question was going to be about the power of storytelling. So that is what you call a segue in the industry, ladies and gentlemen. But um, <laughs> talk, to, talk, talk to us about the, uh, your business idea, both of you. Um, why you know, storytelling? Why did you even choose podcasts as a medium? And what are the things that you're up to and coming up? I know you've got a few plans uh, in terms of tours and, and partnering up with businesses and you know, telling stories in, in several streaming platforms. So I'm curious as to how you can educate the audience on what you're learning about the power of media and storytelling. Um, you know, like we both mentioned, you know, this is too, a brand new field for both of us in this media space over these past few years. And it's been quite an incredible journey. I don't think we uh, pat ourselves on the back enough for, you know, shooting a 20-episode TV show in South America, you know, on little to no budget as well as, you know, 25 podcasts and loads of different mini segments, bringing in a, a crew through Reddit, of all places, and uh, putting this beautiful project together. Um, and, you know, we started off with podcasts, uh, like I mentioned before, you know, just this an incredible way, in a way I believe that you can really access more people's attention and more people's time. Uh, you're not taking away any from their eyesight. You're just really going after, you know, their audio and their ears. 
So, I mean, that podcast can be consumed in the car, could be listened, uh, operating heavy machinery, could be listened to in the gym, get much more access to the people's 24-hour window and clock, I feel, with, uh, with the audio format. And, you know, everything else in terms of the video production and the TV show and all the mini segments came after that. Because we, we realized at that point, you know, wow, there's so much, so, so much more in-depth we can go into the stories that we're telling through the podcast. We want to... We take people there now we want to because those were our goals so as we got more comfortable with the podcast and the podcast started to grow we could expand off into telling more in-depth stories and expand the way we bring coverage to our guests and that's where we continue to move off into as we got into south america now we're looking to go to india because we thought right away where's a place where people who are if they are outliers early adopters don't just really pop to the eye to people from around the world but they stand out even more in the country that they're from. And we couldn't, it was like even before we were done with the trip, we we're, were reminiscing about where to go next. The trip's not even done yet. We're like, here we go. India's that next place. India's going to be the place where we're going to find even more incredible stories, people that are going to be even more eye-popping. And we, we really, really settled on that. So right now we're just in the process of uh, storyboarding everything for the next season of the show, whether it's going to be a movie or a TV show, and then just working with producers and sponsors on the ground. We have some some incredible people we've already reached out to and talked with and some incredible potential interviews. I don't want to say right away what they'll be yet, but I'm very, very excited. You can tell from my voice. I, yeah, I can definitely tell. <laughs> uh, Daniel, you about to say something? Yeah, I wanted to chime in because, because the power of technology and media are so important to us that we've, we've created sort of a little system. I mean, while we're working on this second season, as a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. And right now for our show, we've some of the coolest things that we've done is with the interconnectedness in India, we've reached out and found fixers in the countries through Reddit and through other sources. We found producers on the ground over there. So we're sourcing people, you know, from a business standpoint, we're sourcing people from the ground on India who know the roads, who know how to navigate the people and the culture, who can immediately get us in 
um, and understanding quicker. Because our trip through South America, I mean, we, we had no one. We didn't speak Spanish at first. And we really didn't comprehend the culture the way that we, that way that we're, like, we weren't prepared enough. We were prepared, but not enough. And now we're being hella prepared by having people who are there connecting us with their stories ahead of time who are able to get our feet on the ground. So it's really awesome from a business standpoint as well. It's, it's fascinating hearing you two talk because you're right. You both don't pat yourself enough in the back to understand exactly what you did. You know, you went on a bus, you went to South America, you created it's a 20 episode show. It's 20. It's, it's yes, 16. 20 episodes. Yes. It's not 16, but there's going to be 20. There we so, still have four new ones. We actually have one coming out this week. That's really probably the most powerful. Uh, that's, no, that's, that's incredible. And I definitely want to make sure I put that in the show notes. But what I'm interested in, in is just the power of not even just your sheer will, but how you leveraged connectivity. You, might, you brought up Reddit a lot uh, and you were able to listen socially to get a feel for what was needed. How do both of you understand what is what makes a good story? We see so many stories in today's world. There are so many platforms to disseminate stories, but not every story is a good story that can really grab you and get the intended emotion. So what makes a good storyteller and how does how do what type of things could you advise aspiring podcasters and, and, and storytellers out there to incorporate into their mediums uh, and their storytelling t- techniques styles? Well, this is a great question. I'm going to let Brandon answer because he is fantastic at finding people on the ground for stories. Mm. Okay. Uh, You know, like I mentioned before about, you know, people being people and not being surprised about things. If you actually have a genuine curiosity, Mm -hmm. if you are able to not just portray in your, you know, outward expression, when you go and meet somebody and you know, you're going to a new place, you're going to a brand new setting, you're you're entering into a brand new space you've never been to before. Um I, I think people can can really pick that on. I, I think that you can develop that whether it's through eye contact or, you know, finding things, curiosity in what people do. And once you're able to ha- to get people to open up in ways that you know, they would not necessarily open up and they can share something with you because you're never going to know what it's like to be who that person is. You're never going to have, you know, an understanding of what it is to be in their shoes. But what you can never take away is the experience you're going to get to share with them. You'll always have experiences from your own light. And you can try and divulge and take those away and then pass those on in a way that's digestible or digestible for the people you want to spread and connect your story to. You know, you have to remember that you have to be authentic to your true self at first. And once you're authentic and you know, not necessarily know your why, but embrace who you are as a person and embrace why you want to go talk to somebody, why you went out there to find the story. And then once you can share that story, it's again, your, your, your idea is not to go out there and worry about offending somebody by telling your story or conveying your point. It's about just having someone experience a reaction because that's feeling and that's what it is to be human. So just getting someone to feel is a feel enough. So when you want to tell your story, you know, just say what comes to your heart, say what comes to, to your mind. 
don't, you can't have any any layers or filters about what it is you want someone else to think because that's not the that's not your story in the end. Yeah, your story is unique to you. You know, it's it's interesting hearing you talk. It takes me back to the time when I started the podcast. I think uh, this is yeah, it was 2014 when I started the podcast, and for me, I started with what I knew was a point of connection for me. And I think that's always a good part to miss out on and um, that many people miss out on. I was, I'm a TCK and I went on Twitter and I used the hashtag TCK to basically find anyone that identified that way. And I was, and I appealed to the motion and saying, Hey, there are a lot of stories out there about different types of people, but they don't, no one really understands what it's like to live in a nuance of a TCK. I would love to share a story. And that was the first time I actually was able to get majority. Yes. in anything I had asked for up until that point, and, you know, you look back, you realize that if you're appealing to something that is that is important to someone's identity, you're going to hook them because it shows that you care. And a lot at that point, a lot of people, you know, really didn't talk about, hey, TCKs, wh- what are your thoughts on how to make a global impact? People normally talked about the negative aspects of that. So I think it's interesting hearing you talk um, about how you build stories and you go to different countries. It sounds to me like you're really looking to tell their stories and you're giving them a platform to just educate people in whatever way they feel most comfortable. And I, th- I think that's what makes your, your podcast so successful. I think that's the thing that we, you know, it's, it's also the ego in us, you know, the mm-hmm. challenge because mm-hmm. everybody does have a story and everybody has an incredible message and, and thing to get out there and to express in themselves. But if you can do that with anybody, if you can do that with just anyone, if you can find that unique, not even unique individual, but every individual, and be able to bring back and convey why they have some importance and what they, whatever it is that's fascinating about them, that makes you, you know, a better storyteller because there's already so many stories. Okay. Now can you make a story out of nothing? Absolutely. Who's been your favorite guest so far? Um, I, I love this question. Right. Um, <laughs> you love it. I, I hate this question because I've done over 400 interviews and I'm always like, I don't know. But yes. no, that's not even the reason. That's not even <laughs> the truth. Is, the oh, truth is, is this is a question that we we talk to each other and prepare for. If, if it, I've made the mistake before on another thing, I, I got flustered and I didn't know how to answer that question because I was, oh, I like all of them and I and couldn't think of any. But for me, truthfully, the 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 most my favorite podcast guest was Alex Tacone and. There's multifaceted reasons why. Alex Chacon is considered the world's number one mo- motorcycle rider, uh, adventurer, and he's a, he's a YouTuber and um, has a travel channel. He's known for his epic selfie. And we were in the Bolivian Altiplano, which is 17,000 foot up desert in the middle of nowhere. We hadn't seen anyone for three days, not even a restaurant. And we found like this little place where you could sleep the first time and there's another American there. And obviously the people that we are, we start chatting him up and it turns out that he's Alex Chacon. And so we, in the you know zero degree weather, we bring him into our bus. It's, it's 7, 8 PM. There's no lights anywhere. And we have him on a podcast. And the show was really good for a few reasons. He's very well-spoken, but we connected with him because obviously he's going through some of the same things we are. Not only is he a nomad, and the things that led him to his per, his life choice of being a nomad are, are heartfelt and emotional and, and poignant. But also, he's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. And he knows how to make money out of this. So we got to chat with him not only about his story and who he is and what led him to where he is, but also about 
the business aspect of being a YouTuber, of being a traveler, of how you make money, of talking to governments, of the crazy shit. Excuse my language. No, it's fine. You can use whatever you want to say. Okay. The crazy <laughs> shit that he's been through, just like we've been, just like Brandon fell off a 26-foot cliff and this guy's had this, you know, things happen to him too. So uh, it, for me, it was a really cool episode and to connect with someone who's just so similar to us on a lot of level, but also well-spoken and understands business and, and shared a lot of interesting things for our, for our listeners that they can take home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Interesting. Don't worry, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna make you think, uh, Brandon. If you, if you have a different question, <laughs> do you want my honest answer? <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, unless you have an answer you want to share, I, I just, you know, I, I, as soon as I asked the question, I realized, oh gosh, I, I know I don't like it when people ask me that question. But I'm so glad no, Daniel no. had an answer. <laughs> I have an answer. It's just. Um, you know, just some of our guests we've had either just, uh, it was, it was an early episode. They just like really, we were very raw and very new to the space. And, you know, just going back and looking at those inexperiences, it's like, you know, going back and looking at that one game of basketball you played and like, oh man, like you look at the film and like, how did I let this get to this? <laughs> how did we let it go there? But, you know, um, that's also been the beautiful thing, you know, once we hit a certain number of podcasts and, you know, going back to, like we mentioned before, how, you know, this really, not your typical business relationship, but much more of a friendship. And, you know, being athletes, we're able to say, hey, listen, I know Daniel does this well. I know Daniel's got this question. We talk before we produce the show. I know when he's coming in with this. I know when to leave something on. I know when to push back in. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's just the beautiful thing about the episode now. So, I mean, every one we've done, you know, from South America on, you know, in the 50s and 60s, it's just a really enjoyable experience where we, where I can say, because I'm a very harsh critic, like, wow, this is just flows. This is just well done, put wow. together. Yeah. Hearing comments like from you when you came on the show is like, it, th- those things really hit home and hit the heart and like that you see your hard work paying off. Absolutely. Uh, for the background, um, I would, uh, Brandon invited me to the show and I was extremely late because of the, um, the subway, but they were able to pack a lot of information in 30 minutes and their show was normally, you know, cl- longer. I mean, close to like an hour or so. And I was just impressed with how much they got out of me in there. And, it, you know, it was a testament to their chemistry. So, uh, that, that's what, that's what, uh, um, we're referring to there. But I'm also fascinated with media. I'm, I'm a complete nerd. I spend days watching stand-up comics uh, or watching TV shows, talk shows. Oprah Winfrey is big reason why I got into this because I used to mm-hmm. watch it right after Hey Arnold and Keenan and Kel. But, <laughs> but hey, they are also the best like t- comedy where I could suspend belief and yeah. say, "Oh, this could be me. This could be me in New exactly. York City as a kid." Exactly, and that was the point that I was trying to bring out is her studio in Chicago. I felt like I was in there. Who are the people that you look at in the industry right now, podcasting, new media, that are doing a good job of telling stories and making their guests feel welcome? Okay, so so I'm sure each of us has our own favorite people, but one of my favorite is I look up to Aubrey Marcus a lot. Um, he's an extremely emotionally connected person who is able to get these deeper thoughts and feelings from each of his guests. He's, he's more philosophical in a sense. And takes takes a viewpoint that I might not necessarily agree with, but I'm able to understand the heart of the person that I'm listening to. And then also, maybe it's because I'm aware of these things, but he's a great marketer. And I, I look up to his ability to market without you recognizing that he's 
that he's marketing. And, and then when it comes on to, um, then when it comes to more of the, the YouTube space, there are so many, there are so many people that I look up to. I'm really a big fan of, of abstract, more abstract media. Um, I don't have anything off the, off the tip of my tongue, but, um, there's sort of dichotomy of self with me where I really like heartfelt things such as Aubrey Marcus. And then I like quantitative structured thought process like Tim Ferriss. And Tim does a really good job of, of analyzing people and breaking them down so that you can discover what makes them who they are from a tangible standpoint. You know what books they're good, what experiences they had specifically that led them to what they're good at. And you kind of get more quantitative data that you can get from that. So those are two people that I really look up to. Nice. Um, and for me, uh, I mean, one of my favorite podcasts and just one of my favorite storytellers, I think he's, you know, uh, American uh, treasure is Dan Carlin. He's yeah. the host of uh, Hardcore oh. History. Wow. Yeah. I'm a big fan too. <laughs> like He's one of those where it's, man, oh, there's only an 18 hour series and that's it. Like, you're telling me I, I, I'm only going to get him for 18 hours and then he takes like six months to make another show? Yeah. That's it? Like To have that kind of voice, storytelling ability, and then just, you know, as a, as a history major myself and someone who's very passionate about history, how he's just able to not even just, you know, for myself, really captivate me and throw in just different ideas and opinions. It's about like, for example, what's the one... Um, about if he's asking a voice and you're talking to a voice in your head and if you wouldn't kill this old woman or a young child or this, then yeah. you're already taken off the greatest people list in history because those people were able to make that decision and choice. And with his voice, and I mean, I'm goosebumps just reading it myself and I'm not even reading in his voice. So, you know, just watching storytellers like that and making something so, so, so open to anybody who most people hate history, yeah. I, I just am so fascinated to... I mean, fascinated, captivated by listening you know, to his voice, his stories, and, you know, the stories that he's able to, to generate out of very, very, usually just regular topics that either you didn't think about or you just, you just really appreciate, like, really, really great, great production. And then uh, on the much more video and media side, um, you know, I really like Vice. I've always loved, you know, what they've done. Some of their stuff can be biased, but you know that, you know, bootstrapped, hard-hitting, we're going to the source, we're going to the site, we're, we're going to talk to people who's, who's doing it, why they're doing it, what's going on over here in the world. I, I mean, that's just, you know, something I look up to and something, you know, I aspire to be. So for me, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, get, get me a hard hat and, uh, on a, and a plane ticket, I'll be there doing this for you. And then last but not least, it's like Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. I really love their oh, hello. Mm. Not even the Broadway play part, but the the improv sometimes they do with that. It, it's so spectacular. It's, it's hilarious. That's, yeah. I got to give, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. You well, I, I just had to give praise to Anthony Bourdain. I just forgot. And I just got to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Rest <laughs> in peace. Rest in peace. And it's, it's interesting though, because you and I were, we're all similar in age and, and I, I, the way that I consume media, I'm very fascinated with how to make a lot of these important topics that are topical a regular daily habit. And so the people that I love to consume, you brought up Dan Carlin, who's phenomenal. Malcolm Gladwell is another one with his revisionist history podcast. Always interested. He's got these, you know, sometimes people always say, oh, that's the person that's on the podcast. But I'm like, yeah, if you read his books and you listen to his podcast, he has an interesting way of connecting 
all these important topics to what's going on today. And I've always loved the ability to do that. And then when, when you bring up, for me, I love Trevor Noah and uh, Asan Minaj, uh, especially in their style of comedy where they're talking about real life issues and they're tying it to maybe like a Game of Thrones character or a Harry Potter thing so that you can be relatable to, you can be related, you can relate to the topic, but they're still giving you core stats. And I'm not sure if you checked out, um, Patriot Act yet on Netflix, which is Asan Minaj's new show, but it's, it's basically a TED talk in the comedy format. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just so curious as to where the medium is going to go because I think, we're, the way we consume news in the past is going to be so different from how we consume news in the future. And if you're not able to be personable and able to connect, I think you're going to lose an audience. Completely. And it's but, but that's to play on that idea, it's like it's odd to see people because not odd because people get scared. You know, they're like, oh well, why why is this person of color, you know, talking about these points of facts? And you mm-hmm. can't help but see people bring up points like that. Like, well, there's nothing to be scared about. It's, you, you know. Why does this guy need a show? Well, they, this person's never had a voice to speak on a platform such as this. And it's a really interesting point of view to hear what someone could say and think about something. And yeah. like that, that's why all these shows, you know, getting so many different perspectives in our media now, especially on that level, like you said, it's much more personable. We're, we're getting to find out what <laughs> experiences from other people we never thought imaginable. This is just not too long ago. This is today and it's happening now. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited for you too. I'm so excited for you too. This is going to be great. Uh, what is the, what is the mission? Five, let's say we're five years from now. Um, you know, yeah, I've, I've been playing ba- basketball with Brandon and, you know, and I beat him like 13 three for the 40th time in a row, you know, you know, and, and, and then, and then Daniel threw me, threw me, uh, you know, uh, the football and I, I just beasted through the, through the way. No, no one caught me, but we're, we're now, we're now sitting across each other. What would you have hoped to achieve five years from now? I think, I think first, I think we would, love to have our cultural TV show be aired in different places all over the world. So we're able to share stories of people from everywhere. And right now it's starting in India and then we'll go to Russia. And then eventually one day we're going to go to Mars and that's how we look at it. And then secondly, the, 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 the concept of unconventional travel meets unconventional lifestyle and showing people that we started out by, by believing that, Work can be done from anywhere, living any life that you choose, any life that you believe in. And that's our story. And we will, five years from now, we want to show people that that's evolved beyond just a concept of people working for businesses and corporations, that even beyond that, a commercial real estate agent can talk to their clients and do virtual, uh, do virtual, uh, tours from, from in the Virgin Islands. Whatever it is, whatever you believe, we've helped people get there. And so for us, it goes beyond the travel and beyond the culture and then it goes beyond the self, but in helping people get there. And we're also working on doing our own consulting side of this so we can help people um, become digital nomads and become nomads and live that life that they are looking to hope, looking to achieve. Yeah. We have, um, you know, we produce two, two other podcasts at the moment where, uh, doing some, you know, YouTube consulting and helping people generate, produce, and direct, you know, videos to really help, again, help help get their message out there. This is, you know, not about us. You know, on the bus is us, but you know, 
getting the opportunity to help people share and generate their messages, you know, through these multiple mediums we have experience doing now, it's it's truly fascinating. I remember producing a show yesterday, and I'm like, oh, it's on life insurance, but you know, I'm helping these people generate this incredible message they want to convey across the internet, and you know. It, it, you want to say we're disciples? We're just we're just trying to get this message out there, and, you know, to show and display that this lifestyle is possible. So within that next five years, you know, to you know, I'm going to say a million bus riders, you know, but just you know, thousands of people, hundreds, tens of thousands of people, just you know, getting the opportunity and chance to not be limited to whatever their their condition is. And everybody has different situations and conditions. I understand that. And, you know, no matter, you know, where you fall in between imaginary lines on the map can affect you know, how you're going to live your everyday existence for the rest of your life. Yeah. So if we can give, you know, this person the opportunity, we can give them the tools and the power of the of the biggest and greatest thing, the Internet. You know, you have a four billion person market ready to be tapped into online. And if you find a way to access that properly and you find a way to have get the, get the right tools on your belt, no matter where you are and to get wherever you want to go. And we can go those places and we can show people how we're do- going there and doing those things. Whether, like Daniel said, it's Mars, you know, it's Joe Berg to uh, uh, Cairo, or whether it's taking a bus on to Antarctica. It's, we're going to go there. We're going to do it. We're not going to say no. And we're going to help people not find out that they don't need to say no and limit themselves on the way. Well, there you go. We have Joe Rogan. We have Tim Ferriss. We have Dan Carlin. And now we're talking about Brandon Reese and Daniel Blum. <laughs> they actually someone uh, someone is carving up your your name right now in, in the podcast hall of fame so i'm uh i'm, I'm just i'm just uh fortunate to be able to talk to you all please tell us how people can uh find you online and listen to your show so if you want to listen to the podcast we are going to be everywhere you listen to podcasts iphone android you got the uh, itunes app you have stitcher soundcloud google play google podcast iHeartMedia. We're going to make sure you can listen to our show, whichever whichever way you can. There's a way to listen to it. And then if you want to check out the the video format of our podcast and all of the videos from South America to all the different off-the-bus adventures we've gone on and that we will be going on in the future, you can check that on our YouTube channel, and that's going to be under On the Bus Podcast. And, again, ways to connect with us is going to be on the social medias, On the Bus Podcast, uh, O-N-T-H-E-B-U-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You're going to find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, shoot us a message, shoot us a line. And if you want to work with us, if you want whatever way, whatever position you want to do in production, we'll find a way to work with you. We'll find a way to give you, bring you and give you an opportunity because, you know, we want to work. We want to create more. There's never enough to create. Mm, absolutely. And they, they have a full, you know, uh, fledged uh, team where they can help people produce and they're, the way they produce podcasts is, uh, is pretty incredible. So, because they, they, market the video of the guests and then they have their visuals as well and then they give you videos for you to share so if you're interested in the media in any shape or form any any form of storytelling uh you should definitely check both of them out and hit them up but i can't let you both go without asking you the mission statement of this podcast and the reason i do anything and that is this my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference so i'm interested in knowing how you brandon and how you daniel use your difference to make a difference Hmm. How I use my difference to make a difference. I use my difference, and I'd say my difference is uh, the adversity and limitations I was told 
um, whether it's through health growing up or, you know, not having the physical attributes to live the dream, dream life and dream job that I wanted to, you know, always, you know, like I said, having those conversations with people. Yeah, I think you've heard my voice now. It's, I want to help any and everybody. I know that no matter your limitations, whether it's, you know, having hydronephrosis, kidney, uh, kidney disease as a child through your adult life and never told you're going to play contact sports and do anything physical and run around and be sick your whole life, that you never have any problems or any complications because, you know, you take, care of, you take care of your health situation, your loving parents that help you. And, you know, no matter how tall you are or how short you are, you know, people laughing at you and you say you want to play basketball, it doesn't matter. The adversity is going to be there. We all go through it. And you got to take that adversity and you got to take that grit and that grind and put it towards something. You have to diffuse it outside of your head as well. You cannot let it consume you. And you got to find ways to churn it and use it as something to create something for yourself and for your life. And that would say that's a difference for me. Wow. For, for me as a kid, I was, you know, I had OCD and I would go, I would go see doctors um, weekly. And for me, I always found it really hard to identify with, with other people to understand what they were, they were thinking and feeling. And I always imagined as a kid, like having this machine where I could go into other people's brains and understand them better. And at first it was, when I was younger, it was a crutch because I was more an introvert and I just, became egotistical like okay they don't I don't they, they don't understand me is what I thought but as I've gotten older that has become a special ability because now I have this yearning desire to get into other people's heads and I'm doing that by going out and making that happen by going out and talking to people through which Brandon has taught me incredibly and connecting I'm doing that through storytelling and I'm doing that through podcasts and for me Knowing that 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 I had that crutch and now being a like a much better communicator is a tool in helping other people see that they can have that. That's why it's important to us. Like tangibly, what we're doing with on the bus is we're trying to give other people a platform to show their stories. We're giving people. We would love to give people playlists on our YouTube channel and and um, up and comers the ability to talk the way that they do on our podcast. And so we're making it. I'm making a difference by. Uh, like helping other people share their stories when I had a hard time sharing my own. Wow. There you have it. Brandon Reese and Daniel Blum of On The Bus Podcast. Truly one of my uh, uh, favorite interactions in the last year, period, hands down, because I love what they're doing. I love their mission, and um, they do it in such a multimedia fashion. So make sure you stay tuned to what they're doing. I'll put all the links in the show notes and make sure that you are, you know, you're up to date with their, with their you know, adventures. But I want to thank you, too, for coming on the show. Thank you for spending the hour with us. Thank you for just being kind with your time and uh, your stories. No, no. Thank you, Sarah. Your energy is it's inspiring. Yeah. To, you know, <laughs> yeah. hear the positive words come out of you and uh, yeah, have, just having the chance to connect with you. Thank you to Amy for putting this together. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com.
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Anabotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.